Well, hello and welcome to the Originals Podcast. My name is Caleb. I'm GK. <laughs> I like that. Feeling very peppy this morning. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's good. Awesome. We've got a special guest with us today. We sure do. We are joined today by Sally Contessi, the lovely. And we are really excited just to chat about Sally's life and experiences and hopefully just shed some light on a really important area within our community. And um, we really hope that you enjoy it as much as we are going to. Yeah. Come on. So good. Yeah. Say hello, Sally. Hi, guys. There she is. <laughs> She's um, so lovely. Cool. Well, starting off the podcast, let's just have some small talk, hey? Small talk's always good. Yeah. Yeah. You need to start every conversation with some small talk. First small talk, and I've got a question I just thought of. If you could be a professional in anything, like I mean top tier, mm-hmm. what would you choose? Anything. You go first. Well, I know mine. I'd, I'd love to be a professional surfer. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, just surfing oh, every day. Yeah. Imagine that. No, I thought paid. I had that answer nailed, but surfer would be cool. That'd mm. be cool. Just travelling around. Portugal. At the moment, not really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big wave but surfing. Yeah. If you're going to go all the way. Yeah, mm. big wave or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think for me, like, either that or I'm trying to think of things that it's just where you don't have to work. You know, mm. where I can just do nothing. Well, work is fun. Well, I'm yeah, sure it's, it's not still really taxing in other areas to be a professional surfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, though? Have, there's a documentary you can watch about the guys who tow the Nazare surface mm. in. I think that would be a really fun that's job. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's and terrifying. Game. Yes, but yeah. yes. Anyway, that's my, <laughs> okay. my answer. Sally. You just deflected because that I'm still really thinking. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still thinking too. That it's was rough. so broad. But surfer, surfer would be good. Mm. Um, it is broad, but I think we would get to see some cool places. I feel like it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Yep. Sp- oh yeah. Like I get sports. You know, there's mm. a lot of discipline that's needed. Mm. There's a lot of work that mm. goes into yeah. it. I get and it. You have to be on top of your fitness all the time. Mm. Yeah. Do you well, know not what? that you don't. F- I hope I didn't offend surfers. You guys <laughs> are very fit too. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like being a chef or like a, a food critic. That's what I was just thinking. Eat. But to be honest, my first thought was pianist. Oh, I wow. don't know why I don't play piano. Oh, but that when you've said professional in anything, yeah. pianist. I am always very impressed by people so who can just sit like down and mm. go for it's, it. It's been a lifelong yeah. dream that I wish I was a child prodigy wow. so I could just sit down and yeah. not play mm. guitar and play piano. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Or both would be nice, but I don't know why a pianist. I'm just going to run with that because that's okay. what came to my mind when go you said it. it. In my mind, um, astronaut came oh, to yeah. my mind because, mm. well... Space terrifies me. Mm. Like space movies, it all, like the idea of just the endlessness of space Mm. terrifies me. So I think I'd, yeah, I'd want to be an astronaut. (laughs) There'd always be more to learn as an astronaut. Yeah. Because it's limitless in probably every facet. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Imagine sitting out in space. Have you thought about that? No. I've always, I've always thought about that, you know, when they do the spacewalks and they're yeah. connected with, you mm-hmm. know, and what happens if it just... I'm getting sweaty palms. You know oh, what I mean? Like, oh if my it God. just, like, if you, if you went to reach for the hand round, you missed it. Oh and you no. missed it, like you do on the monkey no. bars. You don't fall to the and ground. No. It's slowly, the abyss. Definitely slowly not. Going. Through a space-time continuum and yeah, you never... All, that's right. Definitely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Interstellar. No nope. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. What Hard film. pass on that. I love that film. Okay. OG recommendations. What's something you can recommend to the community? Right now, Georgia. Oh, gosh. You can't deflect. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to put this out there to keep myself accountable for 2021. I feel like for the last three years, mm. I have made it one of my goals for the year. Watch less TV, read more books. Yeah. I'm making that my OG recommendation. Okay. So that I'm putting it out there 
to keep myself accountable Everyone's for 2020. Everyone's keeping like you accountable. Yeah, I bought a new book at the beginning of the year and I've started reading it, which for me is a win. Mm-hmm. And I'm dedicated what to finishing it? it. Phosphorescence. Ooh. And I didn't want to recommend the book itself because I'm not far enough into it yep. for that to yep. be a reliable recommendation. However, I've had positive recommendations from people. That's why I got bought it. So we'll see how it goes. Watch this space. Yeah, cool. I like it. Phosphorescence recommendation. Well, just really just read more. I think it's great. Or listen more. Mm. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if, because you know when you really want to read but your eyes are just so Mm. tired, you just kind of want to put on. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I'm a visual person. Same. And I write in my books. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Sally? What can you recommend? Oh, look, at this time of year, actually really any time of year, um, I think that seafood is a good recommendation. Oh, yeah! Come Just on, love a bit of seafood with mm. lemon. So I, I, I really want to strongly. What's endorse. your stance on oysters? Yeah, anything All that about comes it? from the ocean. Okay, um, yeah, love it. Nice. I yeah. knew we liked you. Yeah, <laughs> you're our type of person. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. But also. And I know you said I can recommend other podcasts, yep. so that's fine. Mm. We were just talking before about Hey Hey or Hey It's the Luscos, mm. Levi Lusco and Jenny Lusco. They are well, they're at a church in I think we said it's Montana, yeah. but it could just throw a dart at the states, mm. and it's probably it's cold. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere it's cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they have another podcast that we were just talking about, and Jenny Lusco has just written a book called The Fight to Flourish, and I'm loving it. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yes. It's I'm a bundle of recommendations. Yeah. I'll take I feel those. like I don't even need to give any. No, you do. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, okay. Um, you could uh, recommend... What's on your hat? Alfred's. Yeah. I wanted to hear about them. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mermaid Beach. That's our OG hood. Yep. It's a, uh, well, store, boutique, diner. Cool. I was going to ask was you Was a before. barber. You should go there. Okay. On your holiday. Yeah. Sally's yeah. going on holidays right after this, so <laughs> you it. should go there. Anybody listening who's not in the Gold Coast or surrounding, it's just a place you can look at him on Instagram, Alfred's Apartment, and they have really rad merch. Cool. Mm. They make it themselves. The mm-hmm. boys there. Do you remember the old surfing company, Brothers Nielsen? Used to yeah. be there. Uh, yeah. Shops? Yeah. I think mm. someone had like a rashy in Alfred. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They were mm. big, yeah. big in sort of 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm closed down i think it was late 90s yeah um so it's the sons mm-hmm. of the guys who used to own brothers nielsen oh, of the cool. original brothers nielsen yeah so they've st- they started their own just it's like an it's literally an apartment building small little thing and they just made it into this little cultural community zone and Mermaid. hub it's, it's cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, go Sorry, check it if out. you had a real recommendation, that's go for rad. it. I was just wondering about that. No, I think, I think that's great, <laughs> Sally. <laughs> we do love it. We do love it. So um, it's a good recommendation. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I th- yeah, I, I consumed a lot of podcasts, a lot of, a lot of things online. Um, one that I've just been loving, just some cool inspiration, has been Other Tone. Um, Other Tone <laughs> is Pharrell Williams' podcast. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Sick. I did not know he had a podcast. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Um, so he does with, oh, I've forgotten his name, the guy who was with him. Um, oh, man, now I'm having a mind blank. This is really bad. N-E-R-D. Mm. N-E-R-D, who he used to play, used oh, to play yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before, you know. And um, it's cool, hey. He gets a mixture of everybody from music producers to artists to, and it's rad. It's cool. cool. So There you go. Just watch out. Some may be explicit, but. You've had, you've been warned. Listen, listen with caution. We can deal with that. And not around little ears. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's true. It's pretty much impossible to listen to a podcast around kids. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work. Nope. No. 
<laughs> you know when they do the Spotify roundup at the end of the year? Yeah. And they tell you, you know, your favourite songs, you know, and I used to really manage my Spotify playlist, you know, and, you know, love music. Um, yeah, it was an absolute mess. The Wiggles. Everything. We yeah. don't no, do the no, Wiggles. No. Oh, you don't do the we Wiggles? Don't do you the know wiggles. what? We're the parents, they're the children. So yeah. we, we, we decide. I don't want any Wiggles in my life. So what have you got? Oh, it's all Disney. Yeah. So she, We're at all the about mo- Disney. At the moment, she's it's the typical ones, Frozen, Lion King. Um, so, yeah, I think my most played song of 2020 was Let, Let It Go. go. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. probably Akuna Matata. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And then just mixtures of a couple of random things. Yeah. You know, like a bit of James Blake and then, I don't know, something else. I feel like that's optimistic. Louis. I think five out of five was Disney. Kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what, though? It said I had, I had listened to a wide range of music. Yeah. Which is good. It means yeah. it said that I was very cultured in my, but it's just I'd listened to a lot of children's oh music. Oh, dear. Yeah. So Sorry about that. Yeah. You got to give them what they want. That's right. Sometimes. Anyway, that's just called. <laughs> that's not a recommendation. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> parenting recommendation. Anyway, <laughs> what, what? you can't say that. Some days, you know, yeah, that's it's true. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, for everybody. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're claiming it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So good. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk. Let's. So, Sally. Tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us about what you do, your life. Yes. We'll start there. So, uh, I am married to Tyler. Cool. Shout yes. out to Tyler. Yeah, shout out to Tyler. I have to meet him sometime. <laughs> He's at work right now. He's the best. He's Does Tyler surf? <laughs> so... We live in Brisbane. There's not a lot of time to practice, yeah, but okay. we did really optimistically take up surfing as a hobby cool. a couple of years ago. Okay. Neither of us are any good. Okay. And the surfboard I have is effectively a tabletop. Like you, mm-hmm. you cannot not surf on it. Mm-hmm. It yeah, floats no matter what. Nice. So conducive to surfing. I wouldn't call us surfers, but okay. we do really enjoy surfing. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Right. You yeah, know what, there's what surfers, I've said this before, there's surfers who have been surfing for 30, 40 years and still suck. Yeah. Look, but they love it. We stand on matters. the beach and... You know what I love, actually? When you're walking out of the water with a surfboard, nobody knows how bad you were mm. five minutes ago. <laughs> like you just you paddle out, you sit on your board, you get dumped a couple of times. But when you walk out of the water holding your board, salt in your hair, you look like the real deal. Wow. So every time it comes out of the water, I take a photo and I'm like, you did it. Yeah, Good nice. Job. Yeah. <laughs> You look nice. like a surfer. <laughs> Even if all we did was That's just paddle out matters, and sit eh? there and watch everybody Sometimes else. Sometimes the paddle out's the hard bit. It is. Thank mm. you. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's I find it. For something we can preach on that. Okay. Sorry, Sally. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. So I'm married to Tyler. He's chippy. Uh, we met in high school. Yeah. Cool. Um, we've been married for six-ish years, and yeah. So uh, we go to Forest Lake Baptist Church, mm-hmm. where up until um, well this month. Um, I'm on staff there as our kids person and um, really that all happened because I was serving in a volunteer leadership position at the previous church where I grew up. Um, So I grew up in a family that loves Jesus so Mm. much and so we went to church and Mm. I was in kids ministry my whole life when I was a kid and then I graduated grade seven and I wanted to be a part of our kids ministry so I started serving in high school Mm. and we had some awesome leaders who were very encouraging and um, yeah, just encouraged me to use gifts and serve and whatever. So um, then I was volunteering there. And then, yeah, Tyler and I moved to Forest Lake and I was volunteering in the kids' ministry there. And the senior pastor and the leadership team said, Would you like an internship to do this, um, you know, for a job, go to Bible college? 
and I was studying nursing at the time mm-hmm. and I was just like, you can get paid for kids ministry? <laughs> like, this is real life? They were like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's a thing. And I was like, yes, I want to do that oh, for a job. Cool. So I went to Bible college and then, yeah, like learned yeah, that kids sure. ministry is a thing that you can do as yeah. a job and you yeah. can be a pastor and mm. just, you know, went to conferences and met other people who were doing it too. And I was like, this is the best ever. Which is how we met, yes. side note, yes. a long time ago. Now, I feel like you were only just married. We might not have even been married yet when we first met. It was Caleb a while was ago. Speaking, you were speaking at a mm. ACC Kids something I Sally just sidles remember. up and says hi I'm Sally <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were one of the people I met and I was like it's kids ministry we ain't paid this is mm. <laughs> <laughs> no one say anything yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah so um yeah while I was doing an internship with my local church um this uh, a state role came up for Queensland Baptist churches to be the state leader for okay. kids ministry Great. um and so I was like 22 and one of the elders at our church said, hey, why don't you apply for this role? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. That's a, you need experience sure. and, you know, wisdom. And yeah. they said, no, really. So I applied and, um, you know, I always make the joke that the Holy Spirit's spoke very clearly in that room because I don't think any human wisdom would have employed <laughs> me to do this role. But that was when I was about 22. And um, so since then, I've been the state director for Kids and Families Ministry for Baptist Churches, yeah, which great. sounds wow. like a really fancy title, but it basically means I get to go around the state and have coffee with other for kids sure. ministry people yeah, and yeah. champion them. And That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I love it. It is just such a beautiful way. I get to see God at work in so many different places around the state and mm. just... Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's that's the work that I do. So part-time nurse, part-time kids ministry person, part-time state leader and kids ministry yeah, person. Wow. And yeah. So how many siblings do you have? I have two younger brothers. Two younger. Okay. Mm. Wow. And your parents in ministry? No, my dad is a pharmacist and my mum is a nurse. Wow. Mm. Okay. So you were, when you were growing up, you were thinking nursing was your thing? Yeah. Like, so my... We always, I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, Christian families had this like on the fridge, you would put missionaries. Did you guys have that? For sure. Yeah. yeah. And we, every morning had to sit at the kitchen bench and pick a missionary or a sponsor child and pray for them. Wow. Yeah. No matter the mood. Oh, cool. It was like, oh, I'm going to pick today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you're kids and mm. whatever. Totally. So we had to pick a missionary and pray. And then when I was 14... My dad took me on a trip to um, Bolivia to meet our Compassion Sponsor Child. Wow. Yeah, it was huge mm. for me. I'd wow. never really, I don't think I'd been out of the country before that. For sure. Um, and too. we went to South America. Yeah. And we um, went there to visit a missionary family who were working in Bolivia and also to visit our sponsor child. Okay. And I remember we <laughs> touched down in the plane and it was so foreign to me what was going on and we got in the taxi and we started driving into the city and I was just looking out the window at all of these like you know slums Mm -hmm. and I was thinking this is I was just really overwhelmed obviously because I was 14 and never been anywhere else like Mm -hmm. that and I must have had this look of shock on my face because I looked at my dad and he was like oh (laughs) and I was just like what and my dad said to me yeah you've got a good wow yeah and I was like, yeah, wow. He goes, Sal, you know, most of the people in the world, they live like this. And the reason that we are blessed is to be a blessing mm-hmm. to be to people. And I was just 
that has always stuck with me. I'm not sure my dad remembers that moment, but that mm. was huge for me. Wow. And so I did mm. nursing thinking that one day I would, you know, Go fly to Africa for and sure. be in an orphanage and yeah. yeah, serve Jesus that way. Um, so that's why I was doing nursing. And then, um, yeah, when I, uh, I really felt like, you know, the call on your life then when you're like 16, 17, yeah. in order to serve Jesus the most, you have to be a global missionary. Like mm. there's a scale and those guys are at the top, <laughs> you know, and if you really want to go serve to Jesus, go yeah, that's right. Um, that over time and honestly, yes, that is true. They are amazing yeah. cross-cultural missionaries. For mm. sure. Um, but I really felt God break my heart for um, the children and the families in our yeah. local community okay. and that's wow. where I found myself planted. It's crazy so. wow. what perspective does to you, hey? Yeah. You know, as a kid when you see something like that and then you come back to your everyday life, as much as any other profession's important, you know, and you can change your world and you can help people, but when you see that kind of thing, yeah. hey, it's like it, you can't do anything else. Yeah. It pulls you in, doesn't it? Yeah. It probably shapes your worldview from that point on it too. Absolutely does. I think it's so healthy. I think any Christian family, if they're involved in or they're connected to some sort of mission, I think it's great when a child hits a certain age to take a child. I know, expose them Expose them, even if it's just a small trip that's safe, that's controlled, but just give them some perspective. Mm. I mm. think it's, um, it's so vital, actually. Um, and you know what? what we see in churches in our country in Australia here, you know, and you go to a church over there, even yes. just that, mm. you don't have to go to a slum. Mm. You can just see the way they do church and the way we do church. And mm. that gives them enough perspective to come back and see value in what they're a part of, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. And um, I think any parent, I, I would love to do it without our kids. Yeah. Well, mm. my dad did it with my two younger brothers too. How they each that? got to visit a missionary family from our fridge across the world. Wow. Um, and yeah, it has been huge in all of our faith. Mm. Just, being able to recognise, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing yeah. to others. You did that, you went out to um, Alice Springs or something, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did. When I was 10, my mum and I travelled out um, at our previous church. Their mission focus was an Aboriginal community in the centre of Australia. So cool. Yeah. So we did, they did like annual trips out with whoever wanted to volunteer to go out. So I went when I was 10 and probably too young, I think, to have really absorbed or if for passion for helping people to have overridden maybe the fear of being so um out of my comfort zone I think yeah, yeah. but it like you do it does change you, you that sure. perspective and yeah I remember do. I came home from that trip and I was in grade nine so I was going into grade 10 and when you're grade nine going into grade 10 you have to pick subjects mm. and you have to pick subjects that allow you to do the right subjects in grade 11 and 12 mm -hmm. which allow you to do the right subjects to get into uni mm. and so I was like having a 14 year old meltdown oh, like, no. this <laughs> is going to change the rest of my oh life my like this is it and I remember I was crying out to God and I just did that thing you know and you flip your bible open and you close your eyes and oh, yeah. point to a random <laughs> verse and hope yeah. that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you um well I did that because I was like, God, just tell me the subjects that you want me to choose or just tell me what you want me to do with my life mm. and I'll pick the right subjects in mm. grade 10. <laughs> and, um, I, yeah, I flipped the Bible open and it was a verse that Some said... Yeah, it was a verse about um, watch and stand and watch the yeah. nations. Um, I'm going to do something in your days that you wouldn't believe even if I told For you. Sure. Wow. And I thought... Oh, like I slammed my Bible shut and I was like, oh, okay. It, you know, the subjects is, it's just irrelevant, really. Mm. God's going to do what he wants to do. Mm. Um, and just allayed all my fears about the future um, at that moment. And I really just, um, yeah, felt like 
whatever God was going to do, I wasn't going to believe it anyway. So yeah, I just wow. sign yeah. up for the crazy. And yeah, to be honest, ever since that moment for me, <laughs> I, every time I get to do something cool, I'm like, is this the thing I thought I would never believe? Yeah, wow. But literally, if I look back over the story of what God's done for us and through us and, you know, just around us, I don't think I would have believed any of it. Wow. It's just so crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. I think, um, awesome. you know, like you said, it's crazy the kind of pressure that we put on kids, yeah. you know, like at those moments. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, you're, you know, we, we look back now where we're all pretty much nearly in our 30s and it's like... You Still look trying at, to figure you it look out. At the 18, <laughs> yeah, you look at the 18 and you're like, man, those kids, you know, mm. but I remember when I was, like you're saying, that age was like, wow, when I'm 18, when I'm 20, like I'm going to have everything yeah. in line and, you know. And there's and so much anxiety about like if I choose wrong or, you mm. know, whatever oh. uni degree and is this the one for me, God? The is, pressure. Is this the plan you have for me? Mm. And God's just like, <sighs> you know, mm. like just your heart and your trust. That's mm. what I need, that's you know. Right. And take the pressure off and we, we talk to people all the time now where it's like, hey, just – do what you what you want to do. Have some experiences. Learn mm. some life. Yeah. Like, we're going to have wisdom. Everybody's got a different story. You yeah. know, I've, I can only speak for myself, but I'm, we know people who have known exactly what they wanted to do from when they were five. Yeah. yeah. They went through, they finished uni straight away, they got a job straight in it, and they're working in it professionally right now, yeah. and they're loving life. Great. But that cookie cutter doesn't really work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love for the story of Joseph. You know, he's like right. 17 and God gives him this dream like yep. everyone's going to bow to you. And mm. he's like, oh, my life. And then, you know, prison, yep. just <laughs> being sold right. into slavery. But, you know, through all of that, he says it at the end of that story. Mm. What, you know, you guys, what man intended for evil, God has used That's for right. good. Mm. And I just think, like, <laughs> even if you think you know when you're 17, <laughs> you don't. Like, there's so much to come. But, you know. God but so much to learn along too. the way. Hey? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you said you're a, you're a nurse. Yes. Um, so what area of nursing do you work in? I work or in... Or did you study in a specific... No, I just did nursing. Yep. Um, but where I work at the moment is um, women's health surgical. So oh, wow. if women are having surgery, then cool. on the wards when you come back, that's me taking care of you. Oh. How cool is that? Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And, that's and I love too, your mum's a nurse, isn't she? Yes. Your little brother, one of yes. your little brothers and his wife. Yes. That's so cute. And we all work at the same hospital. Oh. I know, we're slowly taking over. Oh, so your that's brother's so a nurse nice. too. Yes. Epic. Yes, he's a nurse and a pastor as well. So. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I like to say it's because he just wanted to be like Okay, hey, so no. just copying yeah, you. Yeah, but. Typical. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Younger siblings, eh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. I feel like you're not really a younger sibling when you're 30 though. Right, no. Te- like technically, but not really. Well, yeah, that well, they're both bigger than me and taller than me, mm. and wiser. So you know, <laughs> wiser too. Oh well, yeah, I think Big that I, you're like you can't ever say I'm much wiser than <laughs> your youngest siblings without them being like, well, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, I can say I'm wiser than some of my my siblings. Can you? Yep, right. <laughs> and they would agree. <laughs> he would laugh about it then. Hopefully, yeah. he knows because I'm saying him now. Yeah. 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 Love it. Okay. So you said before your even an overseas trip caused you to focus on local community stuff. What has that Mm. looked like in recent years for you then? Yeah. So um, in our local church where I started serving um, on leadership and um, being an intern, um, 
it's such a beautiful church. It's just got such a good family vibe. Beautiful. Um, we get a lot of people come to our church and say, um, oh, it just felt like I was, you know, coming home. This is really, mm-hmm. really great. And we love that. Um, and so our local church had, when I came, uh, about anywhere between five and ten local families in, you know, a church family of around 250, mm-hmm. um, about five and ten local families foster caring. Wow. And so as the leader of a children's ministry, we were thinking intentionally about how we can make sure everybody always feels welcome on a mm-hmm, Sunday totally. or, you know, during ministry time. Mm. And it really stuck out to me why there were so many foster families yeah, wow. or foster carers in our local church. And I was thinking, what is this? Like, mm. why Why are there so many here? And because I sat in this, you know, state role too, I was going, and why is it so unique that there are so many in this particular church? That's right. Um, And so that was me kind of dipping my toe into the world of, um, yeah, foster care and and what it looks like for families. Um, And so we started intentionally working as a kids ministry team to make sure that we were welcoming and, you know, there was a sense of belonging and Mm -hmm. stuff uh, for kids from hard places. Um, And then I... uh, Was... Because in my state role too, I was thinking, you know, why aren't there more churches who are involved and yeah mm. um yeah so i uh, just started doing some personal research about what it was like the um landscape of foster care in queensland and in australia and i was really um yeah overwhelmed when mm. i started my wow. reading mm. so you know the thousands of children and um just the need for carers and the need for um yeah christians to to be the families and mm. um so I started thinking about how we could equip the local church to basically own their role. You know, we mm-hmm. talk a lot about we are the adopted children of God. Mm-hmm. We call him Father. That's the beautiful um, grace that he's given us that we are called children. Mm-hmm. And as the adopted and rescued children of God, we are called to be like him. And so it makes sense then that Christians be the one ones who are, um, you know, rescuing and adopting right. and caring for unvulnerable children. And by and large, the foster families that I was meeting um, had nothing to do with local churches mm. um, or were pretty isolated or were one of, um, yeah, just they were doing it out there on their own and didn't have much support from their local wow. church. And so there was this divide and I was thinking, you know, no one should be able to do this better than us. We are the adopted and rescued children of God. Mm. (laughs) This is our calling. Um, And yeah, just wrestling with that for a really long time. I went to a conference in 2017 in the States called Orange Conference, Mm -hmm. um, which is a kids and family ministry conference. And there was this guy there and he was speaking about um, this ministry that he does And there was like 8,000 people in this auditorium and he's sharing about this thing called, I think it's called second chance parties. But basically when people come out of long-term sentences from prison, Mm. uh, this ministry, this local church, they throw them a party and they celebrate them and they say, we want to be your family and your community and walk alongside you. And they've seen this huge decrease in repeat offenders going back to prison because they have a community that gets around them. And I was just like... Listening to this story, going, this is so beautiful. And Mm. I felt um, in that moment, God say to me, this is what I want to do for um, foster children. Wow. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. Probably not speaking to me. There's like 8,000 people in this room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm overhearing the Holy Spirit who's talking to that very capable woman next to me, you know. And I was sitting there all alone at this conference and just 
really wrestling with that and I came back to <laughs> I came back to Australia and I had this this burden on my heart for how we could help churches be those families for kids from hard places and um, kids who are in care and um, I said to my work um, so I've got this idea um, I think it'll take up this much time I'm wondering if I can push for an extra day or, or whatever a week and just really want to be involved in this work and they said oh okay uh, budget season you know yada 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 there's yeah, yeah, a thousand yeah. things that yeah. need you know but what we do have are grants so if you had a project that you potentially had in mind to create we mm. could probably offer you a grant so process yeah, and fun. I was wow. like and they said do you have a project and I was like oh this is real Oh my <laughs> like I think God is setting this up wow. to do this work. And so, it. yeah, th- um, that's how the ministry that we do, You Parties, started. Um, and it's been a journey of helping equip the church, a personal journey and a you know work journey, mm. um, project journey of how to help equip the church to be in the space of caring for vulnerable children in our communities. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that was 2017. So it's been... Yeah, a few years now of, of walking that journey and, yeah, trying to help build bridges and beautiful care for kids in, in local communities because mm. there's tons. And because of this year, obviously in 2020, there's an even greater need for carers. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me think um, we, especially the church, there's a lot of replication, people seeing someone else do something so they want to do that same thing yeah in their city or their town or their community i love the way that you've actually looked at a specific area and you've looked at a need that is actually in your community yeah i think that's so important for people to really be looking at you know not what that someone else is doing but what we should be doing because mm. i think th- so often it's just human nature that we're looking for influence we're looking for inspiration mm. but i do love that you've actually looked at what was real in your community, what mm. was actually the need right in there. Front of your eyes. You know what I mean? You know what, yeah. just doing yeah, it because it was beautiful. the cool thing to do, or it was the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that um, you found something there because do you, ha- it's only through the local church you do that or are you finding that it starts to, you know, spreading outside of the church? <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? I think part of the problem with why we see so few um, churches or Christian families involved in this work is simply just because we don't know that there's a need. And yeah. that was certainly my story. You Awareness know, I, so I came important. to this church and this church was already doing this. It okay. wasn't something that we were like, let's start this ministry. Yeah, wow. And so I started saying like, what, why is there such a great need? Yeah. Um, and only by looking into it myself did we realize, you know, what's it's such a big deal. Um, but I think for most people, they don't know that mm. there's around 58,000 children who need homes who are living in the foster care system in our nation. In Queensland, there's over 9,100. And it's on the increase because, you know, the pressure on family. So in Queensland alone, 9,100. So there's over 9,000 kids who need homes, but there's only around 5,000 carers. So there's this huge, huge need. And once you know about that, you go, oh, now I can't sit still. That's Mm. right. But I think for a lot of people, it's because it's out of sight and out of mind. It's not in the media. That's right. And it's not particularly glossy. Like foster care is not one of those things where you can, well, often even just for privacy reasons, you can't post it on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and it is a really self-sacrificial journey to be, I mean, parenting in Mm. general, Mm. right, is self-sacrificial and Mm. very sanctifying Mm. and messy Um, and I think to be involved in foster care is hard work and um, yeah not not a shiny ministry to sign up for and it's um, the sacrifice yeah yeah. and so I think that 
um, part of the reason, yeah, is is unawareness. Um, but like you guys and like me, when you find out that there's a need, you go, oh, I want to press in there because mm. that's obviously an area where the gospel, mm. gospel can bring hope and bring mm. change. How can I know more? How can I learn more? Um, and that was certainly our story um, in considering um, being involved in foster care ourselves as a married couple and um, just, yeah, learning, the yeah, learning. And incredible. so... Um, it, it exists on our local church level. I have learnt myself so much from the foster families in my own local community, okay. but then hope to take what I've learnt and what um, you know they can they bring to the table to other churches through the role that I have. Awesome. Um, and so yeah, we've seen, um, and I think this is the cool thing that everywhere we go when we talk about the need mm. and how you know great the need is and how much the gospel brings hope to this place, Christians go, oh, I. Sounds really hard, but how do I get involved? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And there's probably multiple ways of getting involved in these kind of ministries as well. Yeah. And just having to take on a child or that kind of thing. But yeah. I do know that um, the sacrifice of most things, especially if it's good, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. You know, these kids probably coming from pretty rough situations. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with yeah. a lot of, you know, issues that you've got to work through, especially if you're if you don't have kids, mm-hmm. if you're coming fresh in with a child yeah. and having to deal with that. But all I know is is God's going to bless when you are personally going out and you are following his word yeah. and you're living by it. And then with the sacrifice as well, um, I believe it. I believe that we're going to post-see more than ever. Yes, you know, that's this our area, prayer, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know. For my husband and I, when we were thinking about... <laughs> Where does God want us involved in this space? Because obviously mm. we do you parties and mm. we have um, yeah, you know, ministry sure. out there. But for our family, we were praying, you know, for him and I, yeah. how else do you want us to do, yeah, you know, to be involved with wow. this God? We, <laughs> we asked, um, because it was on our hearts and because there was a need, we started praying about it and we asked a few um, of the couples that we really look up to and respect mm. and love in mm. our church um, to be praying with us about what the process would look like, especially because we didn't have any biological kids at that mm. time. So yeah. to like assume we could do a good job of yeah. raising a child who <laughs> yeah. has additional needs or whatever yeah. was a big deal. So yeah. we were just praying. And for us, I think um, we got to the point where we thought, oh, yeah, foster care, we'll probably do that, you know, once mm. we've had our inverted commas own kids <laughs> right you know and you think uh, it's this like future journey that um maybe one day we'll do that um the next season yeah yeah <laughs> you know, once, yeah once you got a little bit of experience behind our belt and we were praying with some of these families in our church and basically for us we ran out of reasons to yeah. say no oh, and not sure. yet you know yeah. like god is so clear in his word yeah that we are his children Mm. Um, and that, yeah, but also, you know, we got passages like 1 John three sixteen to 18. If you see someone in need right. and you do nothing, mm. how can the love of God be in you? Mm. And, you know, showing compassion and Jesus saying, um, when I was hungry, you fed me. Right. And when I was, you know, you clothed me. And, you know, we just, we have all these verses that tell us what our mission is. And yet we still wait and sit and pray mm. and go, um, what do you is, want me to do? Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, is this your work? Mm. <laughs> is this for me? Um, and so instead of praying, you know, um, should we be involved, God? Mm. It was how, yeah. how, yeah, and beautiful. in which season. And for us, we ran out of reasons to for say sure. no. <laughs> like it was just get to the work. And I think really it just became a which season for us and mm-hmm. which stepping stone do we take? Because like you said, there's tons of ways you can be involved. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that we talk about when we go 
and visit other churches. You know, um, we talk a lot about the church being the village. Um, mm, for sure. You know, um, around foster families. So even if you're not a carer um, or prepared to take that step yet, you can be a lifeline for a family who is walking that journey on Beautiful. the front lines, you know. So um, we talk about circles of support in our church and um, just, you know, being available to do a 3 a.m. T- kids panadol run or a school run or a play date or you know let's go have coffee so that you can have some adult conversation while the kids play those kinds of things um but yeah just showing up and being that village that surrounds and scaffolds a foster family is incredibly powerful and you know there's a bunch of other ways but for us in praying through it it just became a well we don't have a good enough reason to say no and not us and also um yeah god spoke really clearly to us about how to be involved and yeah beautiful so from what you've witnessed and since being involved in the foster care sphere Mm. Can you highlight some of the maybe misconceptions or challenges or yeah, totally. um, the rewards, yeah. like just the real nitty-gritty of it? So <laughs> this sounds really dumb, but I get a lot of people going um, with our involvement with foster care, wow, you're so incredible. That's amazing. I could never do that. <laughs> and I think in my head, <laughs> like, thank you, but... We're not that incredible or amazing, you know. Jesus is, mm-hmm. and he gives us his strength and whatever. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, I could never do that because um, what if the child got taken away or, you know, mm-hmm. those totally. kinds of things, which is a real fear. Like, it's it hurts to love somebody mm-hmm. um, and to care for somebody and to be so self-sacrificial with your love and mm-hmm. be you know, rejected or have that child removed from you. All those fears and all those realities with foster care are there. And so um, they're worth acknowledging. Mm. But I don't think that they are, for every person, obviously, um, worth the reason to say no. So when I hear people say, oh, you're so amazing and you guys are so incredible – um, but I could never do it. I mm. think I'm not a superhuman. Mm. I don't have an ability to switch off my feelings. Mm. It hurts yeah, a wow. lot when you're involved with care. You can talk to any carer and they will tell you, yeah, there is mess and there is hurt and mm. because it's a family and any yeah. family, you know. Um, and also because sometimes children are removed from families or reunified and, you know, all those things. Um, but... That doesn't make it not worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I love wow. what you said, Caleb, about God blessing that work because that's our call as people who follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to be, um, yeah, following after Jesus and his steps mm-hmm. and laying our lives down. Like, yeah, that's the totally. call. Um, so, you know, and I have witnessed the most beautiful um, just reunification so foster families who are christians who pray for the birth families for of their sure. children yeah. um and we had you know we had beautiful stories about we had a child um dedication where there was going to be a um the biological parent came back into the scene and they were being reunified and so the biological family and the um foster family together dedicated this child oh, to wow. know Jesus wow. and this guy became part of the church community and yeah so they're still in contact Beautiful. and they pray for this little child and um, others where you know foster carers have been like mentors for um, birth parents who yes. haven't really been shown a way to be a parent in their own 
you know, life. So they keep the connection um, and yeah. So wow. and they pray for them and they um, are just you know open to walking alongside them in a gracious way that Love Christians that. know Love how that. to be. Beautiful. You know, um, well, it's so God's plan is restoration. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so do you find that's is that the goal? If I'm look, if we're looking broadly, we've got a lot of situations that are happening in foster care mm. where kids are coming from some pretty hardcore situations, yeah. um, whatever they're coming from. But as a whole, is foster care's main goal to try and bring restoration to families or is it just something that is just so subjective to situations that... Yeah, I think... Um so there's a bunch of different um, ways that you can step into foster care. You can do emergency care, yep. where you're simply looking after kids who need a place to call home for when a little. Been taken out yeah, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Emergency foster care. There's respite, which is just um, providing a break for um, other foster families yeah. who might be, you know, slogging away Monday to Friday. And yeah, so which providing. is good for people to know that too. By yeah. the way, because yep. everyone thinks that if you want to foster a child, that you've taken on full time a full time yep. child for that's it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's it. So there's emergency, there's respite, cool. there's short term. Um, so kids on short term orders where the goal is reunification okay. with birth mm-hmm. family, and there's long term um, foster care as well. So you can go in with intention, knowing what you're signing up for, and cool. you can choose that. And wow. foster care agencies will talk you through what you want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you can be aware of of that. Obviously. Um, individual cases for children whether they're going to be reunified or stay in long-term foster care or permanent homes that changes as you're in there but you know what kind of care you've signed up for so as far as what your goal is you can know that ahead um yeah and then obviously in in praying through what you think you're available for you can also know what kind of supports you need Mm -hmm. and yeah, so one of the um, cool resources that we've come out with with you party stuff lately is called the Village Party. And um, it sounds it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, baby shower for a fa- new family who's signing up for foster care. So just a chance oh for the local church to be the village and to throw a party and, you know, help them out with what they'll need. So car seats and cots or How you know, good. whatever. Wow. Bless awesome. that family, yeah. lay some hands on if they Love want, it. pray Beautiful. over them and, yeah, just help. Yeah, establish that role as, as new family. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. smart because you think about what a wedding is. The idea that we can sit there and you can actually get married with one person and two people watching. But the idea of the wedding ceremony is to have the community of people, your family, yeah. your friends, all there in support saying we support, Yeah, you know, And we're going to be around you and champion you that's and right. pray for what you. That's right, what you need. And, and I love beautiful. that, which yeah. is so important because like you How said. How does that not exist before now? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> None of these ideas that we come up with for you parties are like really profound. They just make sense. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, oh, and there's a space where. Of course this is what people need. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. So back to you parties then. It started yeah. as a, a ministry with QB. Yes. And then tell us more about you parties. We watched, uh, I've, I've been following it a little bit since before it launched and, yeah. you know, so excited. I jumped on the website and bawled my eyes out watching the trailer on the website. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so beautiful. But tell us a little bit more about you parties. We've mentioned it, but yes. briefly what that's all about. So because we became aware of this divide between um, Christian families wanting to help but not really knowing where to start and the great need of how to step into um, caring for the 
these children. Um, you parties is basically our first resource was a party throwing kit, which basically enables like a local church team of a few people to gather around a foster family and help them throw a party to celebrate the child in their care. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. yeah, kind of similar to a birthday party, mm-hmm. um, but just for no reason just at all to except to celebrate them. you. Beautiful. So you know, woven into the um, resource kit is yeah, um, how to speak words of affirmation over this child, and there's you can write letters of encouragement. And um, at a couple's a couple of parties that we've been at, um, you know, other siblings or, or foster siblings have been able to write letters to say oh, what they wow. love about having this child oh, live with them. We've had like foster dads crying. Oh and, my goodness! You know, it was even cool because we could invite school parents along for sure um, to this party to celebrate this child, and the school parents are like what's the deal? Like, how does this family work and what is foster care? Wow. And, you know, they're crying because they're oh. listening to the, the letters that people are reading. So it's really an opportunity to celebrate and bless the child um, in care, but also a way for the church to partner with that foster family and help just be the hands and feet of Jesus by mm. saying, oh, we'll blow up the balloons and we'll hang the banner. And Beautiful. The cool thing about the kit is that, um, That's cool. you know, Obviously, every child has different needs. Mm-hmm. So you can pick and choose parts of the U Party's kit. So if they're like, no cool. balloons, bangs at our house, like mm-hmm. the sound is too For loud. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we don't want that. And we don't want presents. And, you know, we have a nut allergy, so we mm-hmm. don't want food, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You can tailor make the party so that it really is the foster family celebrating the child in the way they want. Beautiful. Like we've had people ask, can we just have like a quiet dinner party that would really suit Aww. our family? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but we can make that happen. For <laughs> yeah, you. that's like, so cool. Oh, really? Like you'll, you'll do all the cool. work? Like there's yeah. this really almost like why behind the from the foster family and we get to say because this is what the local church does they gather around and support you it's beautiful yeah so that was the original you parties kit awesome yeah and then from there the ministry resources have grown because it's just yeah like we said so many ways you can step into care that's right i think like out of anything this conversation if we create more awareness for yeah. people to understand what they can do and what foster care really is yeah. not from the outside perspective seen just from what they've heard from someone else's stories that they can actually know this is what's involved i think is the key yeah, yeah. it's been this conversation just to, for people just to understand that it's something that's attainable you know and you know what you don't have to listen to this and go yeah okay i'm going to go grab you know, get involved and call up and jump straight in. But mm. if that we're more aware of it, yeah, and then over time, like anything, you know, your passions and convictions are only going to grow. Mm, but yeah. I think if people are after this could go, <laughs> wow, okay. You might end up like us, like going, oh, okay, we know about the need and we know That's about right. our call from Jesus. So we'll just start praying and then we might run out of reason. <laughs> stop saying they no. start fading yeah. away. Come on. I yeah. love that. That's it was awesome. a journey for us definitely yeah, over a number like, of years of yeah. going, oh, now we know. And then, oh, here we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in terms of what people can walk away with, um, from conversations like these, it's that um, Jesus calls very ordinary people to right. be involved in his extraordinary work. Right. And um, especially with foster care, it's just so gospel, like gospel Like it's just <laughs> dripping with the gospel and with Jesus. And mm. because, you know, like you, um, as much as hard as it is, and when people say things like, oh, I could never do that because it's so hard. Mm. However hard, and this is what we often come back to, however hard it is for us, 
it's harder for these kids. Mm. And so to be able to step in and say, I will carry that hard for you and I will shoulder that burden for you and I will fight for you Mm. because I believe that you are somebody who's god has created is is huge as an advocate you know you're standing yeah, wow. and fighting for somebody and you know laying your life down for for them and um facing the hurt so that they don't have to that wow. is just that's what jesus did for us you know on the cross he took it for us and wow. so it's beautiful yeah i think yeah well so we commend you sally i think um, oh, man. what you're doing is awesome i think as a young adult going out and you know, following the call as well. Yeah. But specifically jumping in and, you know, getting sacrificing, messy. getting messy, yeah, and getting right. into it. Yeah, don't – we just can't so be the good. generation that curates our life to make it look that's right. exactly like the world and make it look that's so right. pretty. Like, yeah. that's not the life we're called to. And that's, that's why right. I love what you guys speak about so much in this podcast and the way you live your life is, no, we want to do better than just look good on Instagram. Yeah. We need a sure. – yeah, there's a world out there that so needs good. us – so That's awesome. people listening, um, is there ways that people can get involved to help you parties or just yeah. even just places for them to get more information? Yeah, so we have a website which you can go to um, if you want to have a look at the ministry resources. There's um, uh, a few other things on there that you can have a read and there's a blog and um, yeah, so it's just youparties.org.au. Um, so that's a really great place to start. Um, if you are interested in finding out more about foster caring um, and you just want to have like a phone conversation with an agency or something like that because you just want to have a no pressure what's this all about totally. type conversation. In Queensland, foster care agencies are arranged by geography. So there will be some, you just kind of type in foster care agency and then your local suburb and ones will come up and the way it works is you basically call up and say hey I'm considering um, what it would be like for our family to be caring have you got an information pack do you have an information mm-hmm. night and they just either send it to you or invite you to come along with no yeah, pressure cool. to step yeah. in and then you kind of have an idea of okay is this for us in mm. this season Beautiful. this is what we're available for those kinds of things um, but in terms of what a local church can do um, often if <laughs> often when we go and talk at places we I, I we run into people who go, oh yeah my sister or mm. yeah my mum or oh yeah they know of one family mm. and that family probably knows a bunch of other families mm. and so being able to step in and be the bridge from the local church to that family to be that village of support mm-hmm. um so you know you can have teams of a few people who we can do a we can make a meal on a Thursday yeah, so or good. those kinds of things. Those really awesome. practical needs can be really, really helpful. Um, Keeping an ear to the ground then and yeah. saying yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Good. Yeah, I think because I think one of the challenges with how do I get involved is where do I find foster families if I don't know any? Mm. Totally. Um, but generally in churches, my experience has been one person will know one person totally. who has been fostering for a while and that family will know other families around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's usually the best way to get around them. But yeah. That's Love awesome. It. Love it. I have been so enlightened by this <laughs> conversation. I'm like, I've, yeah. 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 So many of the things I've thought or said, mm-hmm. yeah, have been echoed here. And it's, yeah. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, we're so stoked to have you on the podcast, Definitely. Sally. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, thanks, thanks so, so much great for your time. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, it's personally, can people follow you, socials? Yeah. Oh, we have a You Parties Instagram too. Oh, cool. Um, it's periodically updated. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just because, you know. Yeah, managing stuff. So. That's right. Life. Um, yeah. Three jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soon to be one job, though. Yes. Come on. Come on. 
a mum at Come home on. learning the ropes. Beautiful. <laughs> that's right. You'll yes. be wonderful. So the pi- baby's fun. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we have an Instagram. We have um, a Facebook where yep. we update stuff. And, you know, if there's events where we're speaking, those things are usually up- updated okay. as well. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And your personal Instagram, what's that? Just Sally, Sally Contessi. Come on. How do you that's spell it. Contessi? Oh, the Italian way, yeah. C-O-N-T-E-S-S-I. Come on. Wow. Yes. Come on. If you want to see Tyler cooking drool-worthy food. Yeah. Or like real, yeah. yeah. If you want to watch our, uh, yeah, Tyler does all the cooking in our house. Or oh, he does all the cooking that's good in our house. <laughs> like I can, I can, we always say I can cook, but he creates. Like yeah, He's cool. just much better than me. So <laughs> just husband's eh? Oh, yeah. You go, you go all right. Now you do most, you do most of the cooking too. I'll be honest. You enjoy it a lot more than I do. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So good. Well, we love you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, we'll see you you soon. Yeah.